It's the Over 40 Shorty Podcast with your host, Tina V. Hey, this is Tina V, and I'm the Over 40 Shorty. Over 40 Shorty. We're going to talk about love, life, aging, pain. But I can no longer eat all the sugar and carbs and all that and expect to still maintain a decent-looking body. Over 40 Shorty. Hormones, men, dating, friendships. I try not to judge my friends when they make decisions that I don't think I would if I were in that situation. Here's your Over 40 Shorty girl, Tina B. 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 Hey, everyone. This is the Over 40 Shorty podcast with your host, Tina B., which is me. This is the show where we talk about a lot of different things that go on in my life, a lot of experiences that I've had in my life as an over 40 shorty. I reflect on things that I experienced as a young girl and how that thought may have changed or impressions may have changed now that I'm over 40. So today we're going to continue the conversation that I was having last episode with my friend Ron, where we were talking about the escalating violence in the United States and just everywhere internationally. It seems to be a global academic, but because I live and we live in the United States, we're talking specifically here in our own neighborhoods. Um, I was talking about uh, the fears that I have with Amir being out in, you know, just going out in the streets and not feeling safe that, you know, not feeling that he's safe. And then Ron was talking about him having conversations with his daughters about safety. So we're going to go on and pick up this week, this week's show and continue the conversation that I have with Ron. So with that being said, you know, you give this information to your girls and Hopefully they're receiving it. Right. So what are their thoughts when you give them this type of information? Does it make them feel because I know that I'm asking you this question because I know that, you know, as a child or just as somebody coming to me and asking me and giving me information to make sure I'm prepared for an attack, I would have some level of anxiety, uh, so to speak, you know, a little bit of fear um, all mixed in. And I really wouldn't know how to take it. And sometimes, you know, you can be, you can, you know, responded as being defensive or not really listening when actually we're really listening, but we're just scared. So how, how did that conversation go over with your girls and what was their response? Well, you know, my daughters, daughters are separated by four years, and both of them are now over 18. Um, their situations are a bit different as far as um, their living situation. One's between each college. other or between you? Yeah, between each other. One, okay. I mean, okay. one is in college with a female roommate in a dorm, and one is in a house with a mother and they have different personalities. And I think a large um, factor is personality. Just to interject a little bit. And mm-hmm. with the one living with the mother, there's probably an increased level of, of feeling of, of security, of safety. Would you agree? As opposed to the, the daughter that's away at college. As far as I'm concerned, I say no. Even with them. I think my the one that lives with her mother doesn't feel as secure because of her personality. I believe okay. that she, because they're in a house, has security system, cameras, you know, the whole monitoring familiarity. system. Familiarity. I mean, yeah, familiarity. But the thing about it is, is that 
She still doesn't necessarily feel safe when she comes home, when she gets out of the car, when she walks up to the door, and when she walks up to, to the garage. Yeah, she, she told me. She told me that because she has a bit of anxiety. That's that's her own separate issue. In general, not in because general. of the violence in the streets. Okay, that exacerbates her feelings when right. she hears about different things, and then she presents it to me. I think that creates a different heightened sense of insecurity because it's kind of compounded with this not you know situational the situation in and of itself is scary and would bring on a level of anxiety but then her personality is 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 one of anxiety anyway so is that what you're saying it's kind of compounded okay right so i'm saying that's that's the base of that now the other one's in college okay and what's her what's her take on it her take on it is that she wants to have a weapon. I mean, she has a stun gun and that's like, you know, hey, look, you get me to entry level and later on I want to get that Pied Piper. Okay, Gunslinger Jr. We got Gunslinger yeah, I know. Jr. in the house. Hey, okay. that's the one you need to be concerned about, okay? She gonna shoot <laughs> up the block. away from each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the two of them, Bonnie they be Clyde. like Bonnie and Clyde. That's right. You know, so, but, but you what, have what, to what's educate. The, what's the guys? What's the, Wyatt, Wyatt Earp and his brother. Wyatt Earp. That'd be, yeah, yeah, that'd be them. Shoot out at the ATL Corral, right? Corral. <laughs> Um, right, right. I'm going to tell you, she, I mean, those are the ones that you have to be more concerned with. The yeah. ones that would pull the trigger um, yeah. and, and don't have that split second. Well, maybe I shouldn't. But, you know, right, you right. put in some situations that you should not hesitate. But absolutely. When and you knowing the difference through, is key. Knowing the difference. So when you go through the training, the scenario training. And you have a situation in which there is that perpetrator. You got to know in this situation, I fire. But this on this situation, I don't fire. You have to know that. And you would think, though, you know, it's a lot. And I think that that's a lot easier said than done, because look at all the shootings that the police who are highly or supposedly highly trained in this area. And they've shot and killed so many people who were innocent and didn't have anything but you know hey I wasn't there so I'm not saying they're wrong in in all cases hey I'm not even going to get involved in that conversation but I'm just saying there are a lot more train they receive a lot more training and yet they still make mistakes not to say that we you know you know we won't make mistakes but you have to have a certain level of judgment and all of this happens you know in three seconds somebody coming up on you this has you have to do this in three seconds and and that's Mm -hmm. what scares me so so Mm -hmm. you're right the training that's where the training comes in that's that's kind of what. so let's go back a little bit to what you said about police officers um you know we recently had the the murder of a Gwinnett officer um, by a young young man who ultimately met his own demise at the hands of some police officers which I I kind of figured was going to happen but you got to think about no it wasn't at the hands of some police officers it was at the hands of those teenagers no I said the man who committed the young man who committed the murder yeah he got killed by the police officers at the end you know police officers have a great degree of training their jobs are very hard we don't have training like that we don't have training that you go through on the regular to make sure that you hone your skills so that when a situation presents itself that my reaction will warrant that correct behavior 
But and that's what I'm saying. Correct. We could. We could, we could. though. You it's could. up to us. It's up to us. Right. And that's what I'm saying. I feel, I mean, and this is a whole nother part of the conversation, is I think that anybody who gets a gun, they need to go through training and extensive training. Don't just go, like you said, what did you say? Go to the gun shop or gun store, go buy a gun and think, okay, I know how to handle this gun because there's a lot to go with it mentally, emotionally, physically, and I think we can we can agree on that, right? I think we can. I mean, you know, going to the gun range teaches you how to shoot targets, but those targets are, you know, inanimate. They're not living. They're not breathing. They're not in your house. They're not in that dark corner. Right. They're not making those those little creepy steps right. towards you, and your heart's not beating out your chest. So right. With all those different. Well, variables in that situation. Yeah, I disagree with the heart beating in the chest, though, because like I said, in the training classes that we did with that person, when they even though it was not real life, when the fake person was coming to me, my heart was beating out of my chest because I knew that time was of the essence. But didn't you get to a level of comfortability once you realized what those targets were doing? Uh -uh. No, you you know why? No, you know why? why? Because it was based on time too. Mm-hmm. You had we, you know, they counted. You had two points, so you had that. You still had that anxiety because we had. They said it takes two point five seconds for somebody to run up on you. So and for you to get that gun out and cock it and do everything, get the safety off and do all this, and mentally decide is this person trying to take my life? There, that anxiety did not wane. Okay. It did not wane at all uh-huh. for me. And Amir either. You know, Amir, we, I got better. Mm-hmm. I got better at getting, you know, my time got better. But mm-hmm. my level of anxiety, oh, no, it didn't wane at all. Now, how many times so, did you guys go through the course? Did you do it one time? I went time? through the course twice. Okay. Amir went through once. But that was, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm saying. Before, I'm, you know, I'm coming back to looking into getting the gun, getting a gun and putting it in the house. Cause I just didn't do it. I just really didn't want to do it. But you know, you got people walking up on you at Walmart. I mean, at Kroger and you standing in line with your child or your grandchild and somebody just comes up to you and shoots you in the back of the head. Mm-hmm. That type of stuff is, you know, it's scary and it's starting to say oh nah first of all I'm not going to be in a line anymore looking at my phone reading a magazine you can't even be you know just be safe in doing that now I'm walking around like I said I was in Starbucks the other day I'm mm-hmm. looking at everybody up and down. I can't mm-hmm. even look around. I can't even watch them making my drink because I'm watching everybody that comes in and out of the doors, you know, checking out the exits. Okay, if somebody coming here, I'm jumping over that counter and I'm going to jump out the drive through window, you know, doing that kind of stuff. And so you run with that, scared. I just, yeah, I mean, seriously, the more mm-hmm. awareness, I mean, knowing more, they say the more, you know, the better you do. I don't, right. you know, that's true to a certain degree, but it's scary at the same time. The journey is scary. So I mean, it is scary. Um, but I mean, you are seeking more training. Absolutely. Um, hopefully other people will seek more training. Yes. And not yes, just think that the please. gun is the equalizer. The gun is going to put you in a better situation if used correctly. Right. If used it's a tool. in a proper situation. Yes. yes, it is a tool. It's a tool. It I is love- not it is not going to guarantee safety or things 
you know prevent things from happening from us it's it's just a tool and and i guess that's that's the whole reason why i wanted to have this discussion and 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 talk about it on this podcast is because i wanted you know to kind of just air out how i was feeling about it get your opinion because you are you know you do have a gun and you do carry it with you and then uh, then there's a mirror who was going to have to partake in this and whatever my decision is he's going to have to be a part of it because he is in the home so if you have a gun and you you know you go get a gun you bring it in the home you need even you little kids if you're going to have a gun you have to educate them on gun safety and so that you don't have accidents as well right, you know that's right. another fear you don't want an accident somebody showing a gun showing off the gun and it goes off and you know your your teenage friend is or your child is dead because he wants to show off the gun because you know I think because you hide it and you know he's not supposed to know about it I think if you let them know that it's there this is what it's for and you educate them that hopefully maybe you know I don't know the likelihood of those types of accidents would would decrease so well, I'm gonna say, let me say this to you Tina now one thing about locking a weapon away is that when it gets to the point that you need to use it, you won't have access to it. So those seconds that you talk about in your scenario training, that 2.5, that the assailant's yeah. on you, they have already evaporated by the time you get that out of a box and out of a right. um, gun a, a gun locker. So, right. yeah, I, I, I'm an avid believer in educating. I took my, um, right. my daughter, who's over 21, and although she has that anxiety from the jump, I got her to feel more comfortable in handling the weapon. I think and that's important. you have a fear of the weapon mm-hmm. because it's the unknown. Because right. you know that, that was me. guns that was me. have bullets and the bullets kill people and yes, people hold the gun me. that has the bullets to kill people. So yes. you have to work through that fear by, by getting more familiar training as we right. said training. training bottom line training so thank you so much Ron for your um, open for discussing this with me um, in an open platform um, I appreciate your opinions I think that like I said I think that you like I told you off the air I think that you offer a rounded uh, of opinions or uh, you round out the conversation whereas I can be kind of unbalanced and kind of look you know be very uh strict and straight into what I'm thinking and believing what I think but with you coming in and giving a different perspective it helps me round out and, and see it from the other side so I appreciate it. Now Tina if I could I want to speak to your listeners and say that when you are thinking about getting a weapon ask some of the professionals in the gun store concerning that weapon ask them let give them some background information of where you're going to keep this weapon. If it's going to be in your car, if it's going to be in your purse, what type of resonance you have, mm-hmm. um, what type of situations you may be confronted with so or that they can you. give you a proper type of weapon. I will tell you that okay. small caliber weapons like 22s, um, 25s, um, they're good. I mean, they have bullets in them and they fire just like the other ones do. But if you want to have a weapon that is going to stop somebody, then you should get either a 38 or a 357. 357. Okay, we're going to let them go to the. I think that they should go to the gun store. I think they should go to the gun store. Go, I ain't, yeah, not going to yeah. say no more. I think they should take a class say no first. I think they. Thank, thank you. Thank you no very much. Thank you very much. We're not going to talk about that right now on the air, but I appreciate you. I'm getting very excited about it. He was. See, I told you the gunslinger, John Wayner, over there. Watch out, so, Papa. 
<laughs> so we're going to go ahead and, and, and complete this conversation. We're in this conversation on gun laws, gun safety, and why I think I should buy a gun. The the clo- In my closing remarks, I'm going to say that I am going to go and get more research on purchasing a gun as Ron um has expressed that we should do. I'm going to do that, but I'm going to take the class again first and talk to them and then go to the gun store because I'm not really sure gun stores really, they can help me pick out the gun once you have a lot of information, but I would like to go to the gun. If you take the gun class, you know, get to handle some, shoot them, and then I kind of, I knew which one I was interested in. This is the Over 40 Shorty Podcast with your host, Tina B., And I want to thank you all for listening and hopefully you gain some insight on the conversations about gun safety and gun laws and having those conversations with your children, your family members, anyone that's going to be in the household and as well as the training professionals, gun training professionals, just so that you can build up your comfortability if you decide to purchase a gun. This is the Over 40 Shorty Podcast with your host, Tina B. And as usual, be blessed. Please follow us and subscribe to the podcast. We have a Facebook page, the Over 40 Shorty, as well as Instagram, the Over 40 Shorty. And we're also on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Be blessed. Thanks, Ron. Welcome. The Over 40 Shorty. Produced and edited by Reggie Fine Virtual Studios, Dallas, Texas. Executive producer, Tina B. Catch all of the Over 40 Shorty podcast with Tina B. On iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Facebook, and all of your social media outlets. The Over 40 Shorty. Part of the Tina B. Network.